eternity. And uh, I want to deal with something tonight. I, I pray it'll be an encouragement to you. And um, and I ask the Lord uh, to help you as He has helped me uh, this week. I've just been pondering a few things. Brother Jeremiah had got up one night and began to say a few things. And boy, the Lord just spoke to my heart about that. And so I went and started looking at some of this stuff. And, and I hope I can be a blessing to you like the Lord's been a blessing to me uh, this week. And I... Thank the Lord. He has given us some things. Amen. Amen. Uh, I hope tonight that you are aware, and I understand we can't process all that God has done for us, but uh, there's a few things that I think we are can be aware of and we are to be. We should be aware of. And so I'm going to give you five gifts tonight. Five gifts that God has given to me and you. And, uh, and, and we ought to rejoice in those. Amen. Five gifts from God. Let's look in 1 Corinthians 15. And verse number 1, if you're there, say Amen. The Word of God said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, He was seen above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain under this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, He was seen of James, and then all of all the apostles. And last of all, Paul writes, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time, for I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But look here, but by the grace of God, amen, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, thank the Lord, that his grace, grace has been bestowed upon us tonight. His grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I but the grace of God which was with me. Boy, that's a powerful verse right there. And uh, we're going to go throughout the chapter, but for sake of time, that's all we'll read. And if I could tonight, I want to show you five gifts that God has given you and me. And I will try to be an encouragement and exhort you tonight uh, to go on for the glory of God because of what God has done for you. Let's pray. Father, we do love you. And God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house. Now, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the honor and the privilege that it is to stand and uh, Lord to preach the word of God now Lord I ask you tonight Lord that you move in our midst I pray dear God Lord that you have your perfect will and way God if there be one here tonight that does not know you as their personal Savior Lord if there be a prodigal in our midst God if there be somebody 
Lord, that's cold and indifferent. Lord, if there's a weary, uh, Lord, soldier in the building tonight, I, I pray, oh God, that you'd encourage us. And Lord, that you'd exhort us. And God, that you'd help us, Lord, uh, as we stand in need. Oh God, uh, Lord, preach me with great power. And Lord, the touch of God. Anoint me, Lord, to preach the gospel. Anoint me, Lord, to preach the blessed word of God. God, give me power from on high. Oh, Lord, thank you for all that you've done for us. Lord, may I preach in such a way that'll please you. And I thank you for what you do in Jesus' name and for his lovely sake. And all the Lord's people said, Amen and Amen. You can be seated. Again, we understand tonight that Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. And there are no doubt many troubles in this church. There are no doubt many divisions in this church and without uh, controversy there is some unanswered things uh, that have occurred that have taken place in the church at Corinth. But I believe that in chapter number 15 Paul takes a quick time out to let them know uh, about the grace of God, the goodness of God and the gifts that God has bestowed uh, upon not just them my friend but all men. May I say tonight uh, we cannot fathom we cannot comprehend we cannot digest all that God has done for you and me I'm going to need a little help tonight uh, my friend I'm telling you God's been far better uh, to me and you than we'll ever ever know about uh, my friend I stand here tonight as a blessed and a highly favored man oh friend our church tonight even on a Wednesday night when we got several out uh, uh, with surgery and sickness and work and pure laziness. Can I get a witness? Uh, even then, I've come to tell you that God uh, has been good to me. Uh, and God has been good to you. Uh, had some of y'all been uh, where you were supposed to be on a Wednesday night, you would not be in the church house. Uh, had, had the devil had his way, uh, you would not be on your way to heaven tonight. Hey, 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 listen. Had society run its course of statistics, you and I would not be here tonight. Well, but somewhere down the line, God has bestowed his gift of grace in our lives. And God has bestowed his gift of mercy in our lives. And for some of us who've been prodigals, God not only bestowed grace and mercy, but is anybody glad for long suffering? Is anybody glad for gentleness and kindness? I'm telling you, God has been good to you and me tonight. God's been so good to me and my family. I was away preaching this week, and boy, the Lord opened my heart so big yesterday. I began to preach about where God had brought me from. I began to tell him where I was as an 18, 17, 18-year-old boy, and how about threw it all away but how it was a miracle I'm talking about when I got to preaching on how it was a miracle that I was there God let me know how big a miracle it was that I was even there if I got what I deserved I wouldn't be here tonight I'd be in hell somewhere if I got what I deserved I wouldn't have an 11 year old daughter she'd be gone somewhere I wouldn't even know about if I got what I deserved I wouldn't have a beautiful wife and family I'd 
I'll be untelling where, untelling doing what. But God's been good to me. I don't care how bad life gets. I don't care how dark life gets. I don't care how depressing life gets. God has been good to us tonight. Paul lets them know there's so much here to rejoice over. He begins to go through these things and explain to them about some gifts that God has given them. Tonight, those same gifts are available and ready for you and I. The first gift I want to mention tonight is this, five gifts from God. Number one, I want to say there was the, the, one of the gifts God gave was the gospel. If that's not a big enough gift for you tonight, then you crippled too high for crutches, friend. Look in verse number one with me. The word of God said, Paul writing, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received. Look here now, and wherein you stand. What are we standing in tonight? It's the gospel. It's the hope of the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Look at verse number two. He said, By which also ye are saved. Let me take another time out. There ain't a thing in the world on this planet that can save a man, woman, boy, or girl outside of the gospel. Uh, you know what the gospel is tonight? Uh, the gospel's a gift from God. Uh, he could have done all that, friend, and never even told us about it, and he'd still been God. He could have looked down on the sin of mankind. He'd repented himself, I don't know how many times, uh, over just the nation of Israel. Can you imagine what all he felt uh, when he got his eye just off Israel and looked at both the Jew and the Gentile and he looked at the whole world uh, how vexed in his spirit and how broken in his heart that God uh, our creator must have been but what did he do uh, in spite of who we were uh, he sent his glory I wish to God somebody that saved uh, he sent his only begotten son uh, uh, my friend we was on the back of the bus y'all realize that. We were the Gentile dog, the outcast uh, of the only one that could scrape up crumbs uh, from the king's table. But may I say uh, a crumb is enough uh, when it falls from the master's table. I'm telling you a gift uh, that God's given us wherein we're saved uh, is a gift of the gospel tonight. Paul goes on to say, by which also ye are saved. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, verse 3, for I delivered unto you first of all uh, that which I also received. Paul said, this is what I have received from God and therefore I'm going to give it to you. How that Christ died for our sins uh, according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day uh, according to the scriptures that he was seen of Cephas uh, then of the twelve and after that uh, he was seen above five honor brethren uh, and he goes on to say and, and, and the least of all he was seen of me uh, can I say this evening that's exactly how it's always been Paul is telling them there's a gift from heaven uh, and it's the death the burial and the resurrection he said I've received it and now I'm telling you that you'd receive it you know what I do for uh, uh, for my whole life's purpose uh, my calling in life uh, you know what I do day in and day out out, week after week, church after church, uh, Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, I'm still telling the good, uh, blessed old story, how uh, that Jesus came. Uh, he really did. 
did die on a cross. They did put him in a tomb. And he did get up on the third day. How do you know he got up and he's alive? Because he's living inside of me. And because he's living on the inside of me, I'm going to tell the whole world he can live on the inside of them. It's what Paul done. That's what I'm doing. That's what a preacher does. The gospel is such a wonderful gift, isn't it? But then secondly, and I, I'm giving you my best, my voice is about shot. But secondly, I want you to see something. There's five gifts here from God. The second is this. Outside of the gospel, God then offers the gift of grace. It's a gift from God that He's so gracious. Look in verse number 10. The Bible said, but by Paul's writing, the grace of God, I am what I am. And I, my friend can relate tonight, can't y'all? I'm not perfect. I don't meet the standard of most Christians. I don't meet the standard of most preachers. I don't meet the standard of most pastors. I'll just be honest with you. I can't even meet the standard I've set for myself. Can I get a witness? Uh, But my friend, I'm surrounded tonight by the grace of God. I'm held in the arms of God. I've been placed in the hands of God. I've been provided for by the hand of God. I've been protected by by the hand of God. I've been, hey, I've been sheltered and saved by the hand of God. You say, what is that extended hand? It's nothing but grace. Grace, when you define grace, it means unmerited favor. It means that God has offered you something you don't deserve. Hey, if we never got another blessing on the planet for the rest of our lives, right here's a gift that we can rejoice over that God has been so gracious to you and me tonight. He should have done away with us a long time ago. Notice I didn't say you, I said us. There's some men that feel like they deserve to be doing this. I don't. I know who I am, friend. Amen. But I'm claiming Paul's verse, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Papa the Sado man said it like this I am what I am. Amen. I am Papa the Sailor Man. That's I am what I am tonight. By the grace of God. Look here, I want to show you a few things quickly if I could. Uh, the Bible lets us know right here in verse number 10. He says, uh, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God was uh, which was with me. Can I say tonight, uh, first of all, I want you to see Paul knew something. And you and I know something about saving and grace. Paul knew what it was for the grace of God to reach down in his life. I'm talking about if any man has ever experienced the grace of God, it was Paul who used to be Saul. Everybody remember where God pulled him from? He was Saul, Saul. Why persecutest thou the church? When he woke up in the morning, he drank the blood of the saints. When he went to bed in the evening, he dreamed about taking the lives of God's people. He lived 
for God's people to die. That was his motivation day in and day out was to persecute and kick against the church and rebel against God and to rebel against God's people and to do them as wrong as he could and to be as cruel and crude as he could, to be as rude and, and, and unruly as he could towards God's people. Oh, but one day Paul mounted his horse and he's traveling down the Damascus Road. He was not in pursuit of God. But thank God, God was in pursuit of him. And when he did not go looking for God, God came looking for him. And he's traveling down the road. And a voice from heaven spoke and said, Aren't you glad he knows your name? Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou the church? And why do you kick against the prince? He said, here's what I'm going to do for you, old boy. I'm going to save the banana pudding out of you. I'm going to call you to preach. I'm going to, ain't it amazing the men that God uses. I'm amazed that God uses me. I tell you, somebody else is amazed that God would use me. It's my family. They live with me. They see the best of me and most of the time they see the worst of me. Ain't no doubt in my mind. There's been times my wife thought, how in the world could a God called preacher act that way and do that or say that or think that or act that way and boy the devil's come by more than once uh, and tried to get her to question uh, but I'm going to tell you there's no denying uh, if she knows God she knows this to be true uh, when I get behind the pulpit and I open the word of God uh, then something comes over me hey man I don't even know who I am uh, I don't even know what I say at the time oh but there's a great big God uh, that'll take the worst of the worst and use them for his own glory he's changed my name I've got a new name in heaven I've got a new song in my heart I've got a new life and a new future because of the gift of grace thank God for saving grace tonight saving grace boy I'm so glad for saving grace had there not been no saving grace you know what we'd all be Lost. Ain't you glad you ain't got to meet the qualifications for saving grace? Well, actually, you do have to meet them. You know what they are? To be ungodly, to be wretched, to be vile, to be deceitful, to be deceived, uh, to be a, to be an outcast, to be, uh, my friend, a sinner, to be a criminal, uh, to be everything you can imagine that's vile and wicked. That's who the Lord Jesus died for. He said, I didn't come for the whole. The whole don't need a physician. I came for the sick. I know I ain't got it all together, uh, but you better mark her down. I'm a whole lot better off than I would have been. And one of these days, by faith. I believe in the word of God where it says that God's going to raise this corruptible and we're going to put on incorruption and I'll be just like him. Matter of fact, in the eye of God, because of saving grace, when he looks at me, he don't see me no more. But he sees his only son. That's a product of saving grace. 
saving grace. 1 Corinthians 1.41 said, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2.5 said, When we were dead in sins, uh, He hath quickened us together with Christ. Uh, and by grace are you saved. Uh, Ephesians 2, we know it, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved uh, through faith that not of yourselves. Uh, it is the gift of God, uh, not of works, lest any man uh, uh, should boast. Ain't y'all glad uh, we ain't got to spend our life uh, uh, trying to keep that law and failing? Uh, ain't y'all glad uh, we don't have to spend our life uh, trying to do enough good deeds uh, just to come up short and fail? I'm glad I don't have to depend uh, upon my works, uh, my deeds, uh, my righteousness, my morality, uh, my good works. Uh, anything to do with me I've got my hope in one thing tonight and it's the grace of the Lord Jesus it's the cross of Calvary it's the blood of the Lord it's the death, the burial, the resurrection and if I go to hell one day I'll go believing every blessed word in that Bible I'm covered by saving grace tonight had it not been for grace we'd all be in hell Ain't no man ever worked his way into heaven. We ain't going to start doing it now. You know what saving grace is? It's a gift of God. You know what the gospel is? It's a gift from God. He didn't have to do none of this. It's a gift. What's a gift? That's when somebody else pays the cost for something and hands it to you. <laughs> you know what I got? I didn't just get a receipt of purchase when I got saved. I got a Gift receipt. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be in Christmas before we know it. Amen? Right. I'm telling you, it's, uh, uh, time just flies anymore. And you know what you're going to do when you go to Belts and you buy your mama that sweater that probably don't fit her or she don't like or your husband that wallet that's just going to kill his back and he can't carry it so much tonight. How do you do that preacher? Saving grace. Thirdly, boy I like this. Not only is there the gift of God <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> I say thirdly, I'm still, I'm still on the second one. <clears throat> do we, we see saving grace but now secondly within this one point I want you to see that there is sufficient grace. Oh yes. 
Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, he said unto me, my grace is for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness most gladly. Therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. There's saving grace. That's a gift from God. But somebody needs to hear this on a Wednesday night. There's sufficient grace. Hallelujah. It's a gift from God. What's that mean, preacher? That means no matter how bad that things get, there's enough grace for you. No matter how big the storm gets, there's enough grace for you. No matter no matter how big the attacks get, there's enough grace for you. No matter how dark the valley is, there's enough grace for you. No matter how hard the test may be, there's enough grace. You will not encounter anything on this side of eternity that God has not exceeded and sufficient, more than sufficient amount of grace for you and I to withstand and to overcome and to push through the trials. Let me ask you something. How many of y'all have ever had a time in your life where you just said to yourself, this one right here is going to get me. Yeah. Yeah. I know I made it through some hard things, but it ain't never been like this. This one right here is going to kill me. Sure. Yes. How many of y'all have This one right here is going to sink me. I won't be able to wake up and breathe tomorrow. Come on. But what happened? And you still believe that it's going to kill you when it kills you yet. Right. Amen. You know why? My grace is sufficient for God's so, My grace is sufficient right. for thee. Yeah, for when I'm weak, friend, his strength, his strength is made perfect. That's what the Bible right. says. His strength is made perfect in weakness. I understand his strength's always perfect. But here's what that means. It becomes complete in us. Not when we're strong, but when we're weak. We do not understand and we cannot even identify the strength of God until we hit our bottom and we're weak and we've ever been. That's when we realize His grace is sufficient. My God, I'm looking at people been through some hard things. Yes, sir. Yes. There's two mamas that I know of in here right now that have the very children. Two. Right now. I can't imagine that. But you know what God said in His Word? And it screwed itself out. I know it ain't that easy. Yep. But you still here. Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The best place you could ever be. Yes, yeah, that's right. What is that? My grace is sufficient. Amen. Amen. I'm looking at my mama back there. She, she's went through one of the hardest things, probably the closest to death of losing a child. You know what's probably worse? I won't say worse. You know what's really hurtful to a mother? It's a, in a sense to lose a child without losing a child. Sure, amen. I know my sister still come to church, and I, 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 I'm sick, but there's, there's that, that thing's been broken up. Right, that relationship is not what it once was and made my mama's fault. It's my sister's fault and I said she's here. But listen, we didn't think, I'm telling y'all, I hate to be so I'm telling this tonight that there's, there's a day in my office my mother was losing her mind that she was sitting on the floor on her knees don't you dare look down on her on her knees, head like the corner of my desk wanting to die. She said, if I can't have my baby, I'm the way 
like she's supposed to be, living like she's supposed to be. I'm going to live myself. Yeah. Uh, here we are. There's saving grace. There's sufficient grace. But thirdly, there's serving grace. You know what's how you're serving God tonight still? Grace. How many of y'all tried to quit? Isn't it amazing that God won't let some of us quit? That's grace, friend. When you turn your back and say, I have had it. I can't take no more. Get up, Leslie. So as you can, you start walking away. Walk towards the back door. I've had all I can take. Here comes God. I can't take no more. I'm about to lose my mind. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. I ain't putting up with this no more. I can't do it no more. You can't. But I can. That's right. Yeah, man. I've gone too many times. And you know what? I've done it. I've put my time in. Somebody else can have it. That's not on my life. You know what I'm saying? That's serving grace. That's amazing that God would let me to you. Glory yeah. to God. It's amazing that God would run you and me down. Bring us back in the flock. Isn't that amazing? The Bible said in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. That Paul goes on to say to Timothy, Be not thou therefore ashamed at the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel who has saved us. Look here now and called us. Hey man, with the holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. You know what Paul tells Timothy? He said, The only reason I'm doing what I'm doing, the only reason I've been appointed is because he said, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and his grace. I don't even want God to use me sometimes but he still wants to use me anyhow that's serving grace I hate to tell you I act this way often there's been times I've stood here and didn't even want to stand here and God would go 
Breathe on me. Use me. Inspire me. There have been times as a pastor, somebody's want to sit down, I've got to make my mind up, bless God, I've done all I'm doing here. I'm going to chew them up one side down the other. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah. And I get in there, and that is my goal. It's to rebuke them sharply and teach them a lesson. When they sit down, something comes over them. Good. Thank you. Why plans were all of a sudden now? I say, brother, be God break my spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Tears start running down my face and my heart just mushes up. And I can be a help and a blessing. You know what that was? Serving grace. Amen. God said, You're serving me, not you. This is how I want to deal with him today. Sometimes I come in knowing the message was hard and thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to make everybody in the church mad. And God did it, and I know it's what I had to say. Didn't want to say it. But when I saw that text and prayed, started preaching God. And the very thing I thought was going to divide and bust the church up, brought on the Hitler. Yeah. Yep. You know what that is? Serving Sure is. You know what you're going to have to get a hold of? You ain't serving God on your own. Right. It's right. the grace of God that you're in your place tonight. Yes, Amen. Amen. It's going to be hard for us to be let down and upset with all those who are not serving God the way they ought to be when you realize the only reason you are is because of His grace. It's not our dedication. Come on, somebody. Yes, sir. We pat ourselves on the back too much. I'm not been been faithful for eight years because I'm somebody. Mm. I've been faithful for eight years because God has given me grace and more grace and more grace. And it's nothing I've done and it's nothing I can do. It's the good grace of God that I'm serving Him tonight. What a wonderful gift. The gift of the gospel, the gift of grace. But thirdly, tonight I want you to see God gives us a gift to have some grit. To have some grit. That's a gift from God. You ever been bold and didn't even know where it come from? You ever stood when you felt like your feet and your knees was knocking together and you didn't think you could take that stand? You didn't think that you would have the, the boldness or the backbone to stand for God, but you stood. You don't know what helped you have some grit? The grace of God. It's a gift. God gives us that. Look in verse 9. Paul says, I'm the least of the apostles. I'm not meek uh, that I'm not meek to be called an apostle. Why? Because I persecuted the church of God. By the grace of God, I am what I am. So on and so forth. Verse 11. Therefore, whether it <coughs> excuse me, wherefore, therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach and so ye believed. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he hath, excuse me, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, stay with me, then is not 
Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Yet are ye, uh, ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If this, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that sleep. Uh, for since by man came death, uh, uh, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits. Afterward they are uh, they that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father. When he ha- uh, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, for he uh, hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which uh, did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Else what, uh, uh, else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead? If the dead rise not at all, why are they then baptized for the dead? And why stand we in jeopardy every eye? I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know what Paul says? I die daily. If after the manner of men, I have fought with beasts at Ephesus. What advantage is it to me if the dead rise not? And let us eat and drink for more. Uh, for uh, Tomorrow for we die. Uh, be not deceived. Uh, evil communications corrupt good manners. Uh, awake to righteousness. Sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. You know what Paul's just done? Uh, in, in, in terminology we can understand. He's just ripped them a new one. And he's done it in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Uh, He's saying, if what y'all saying is true, this is all pointless. Jesus died in vain. Your faith's in vain. My preaching's in vain. Our lives are in vain. If this is all there is to Jesus, is right here on this earth, then he said, we're all men most miserable. Uh, but then he turned right around and said, but y'all are wrong. Uh, Jesus did come. Y'all are wrong. Uh, he did get up. Y'all are wrong. Uh, he will put all men... And all authority under his feet. In other words, I don't care what y'all think. I'm going to stand with God. Paul had some grit. You know how you're going to have boldness in the day of trouble? To get from God. I've had to do things as a pastor. I can never have God not gifted me some grit. Not about being arrogant and prideful and just dirt and no, no, no. I'm talking about Holy Ghost boldness. Yeah. To look in somebody's eye that can swallow me, eat me and swallow me and spit me out. And say, you're a liar. Hello. Right. It may happen tomorrow, but so far I've not been punched. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. I'm not going to say it won't. You know what I think God will give me then? Some more grit? Yeah. What are you going to do, Pastor? If God don't respond, I'm hitting them back. Hey, man. You should do that. Let somebody punch you, you should do it. Yeah. 
Right. You know what God's allowed me to be able to do over these years of preaching and preaching decade and pastoring eight years? You know what God's allowed me to do? He's allowed me to see that boldness and that power and that authority, that grit, if you will. And it did not come from within Joshua Scott Griffith. It came from Jesus Christ. That's right. Amen. Some of y'all maybe don't do what I do, but you have that same boldness. How y'all looked at somebody? Maybe you've had to look at yourself. Mm. Maybe you have to be bold with yourself and say, Enough's enough. Yeah. Yes, you think you could do that on your own? No, sir, sir. Where'd that come from? It's a gift from God. That's right. When you look at your family one day, you're going to have to. If you don't live for Jesus, you're going to have to stand against Satan. I hate to tell you that. That's right. That's right. right. Man. And I hope I've illustrated it. I hope I've exemplified it. Right. I don't care who it is. If I'm going to be right with God and be favored and blessed and our church is going to go on and the glory is going to remain and not leave, I don't care who it is if it's my mother. Yes, she knows it. God knows my heart. And I may cave and I may not keep my word, but in my heart, and thus far, God's given me enough grit yeah. to choose Him even over yeah. my own family. That's right, man. You with me? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Where'd that come from? You think that's easy for me to do? Y'all no. say you operate as a pastor concerned my family. You think I can just do that? No, it's a gift from God. I had to be bold with some of you. I tell you, you got to stop. Don't cut this up because I think I'm somebody. Right. It's because God's given you a pastor to tell you, I'm the watchman, I'm the mailman, I'm the warning, I'm the one that's supposed to sound the horn and say, you better quit, you better stop, you better turn around, you better keep going, you better, you better stop the gas, whatever it is you need told. And there's times in my flesh and who I am, I don't want to say it. Sure, man. Because I know if it don't go right, what it can do, it go bad. And I don't want to hurt nobody. I want people to be mad, but I have to come to terms with. I'd rather everybody on planet Earth be mad at me. It's Him. That's right. Yes. God gives me grit, and God gives you grit. It's a gift. It's a gift. Paul didn't just have this bonus. He done told us how he felt about himself, Brother Seth. He said he's the least among the apostles. He said, I'm the worst one here because I killed Christians. I persecuted the church. But yet God gave him boldness. Give him grit to stand and preach the word of God with power and with authority. Boy, I like this one. Look in verse 51. Five gifts from God. This is the fourth one. God has gifted us with the gospel. With grace, and in that grace came saving grace, sufficient grace, and serving grace. God has gifted us with grit or holy, bold unction from on high. But then God has gifted us with glimpses. With glimpses. Look in verse 51. <clears throat> Paul's writing again to this church. Look at verse 50. He says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, look what Paul says, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, 
but we shall all be changed. Glory to God. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin's the law. Oh, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord, uh, Jesus Christ. You know what? Paul has been gifted. Uh, he said, Behold, I show you a mystery. Uh, these people didn't understand it. Paul's the only apostle uh, that the mystery was revealed to, uh, that it was the body of Christ in the church. Uh, he says, I don't know how it's all going to pan out, uh, but God showed me a mystery that one of these days uh, uh, death is swallowed up. Uh, uh, there's a place called heaven. There's a body that is not corruptible that we're going to, I'm talking about glimpses of what's to come. Amen. You know what that is? It's a gift from God. Right. You know what some of y'all are hoping in? Things that have not yet came to pass. Sure. Right. But God gives us glimpses. Right. Glimpses concerning our eternity, for sure. For our heaven. What would it be if God gave us everything in His Word besides the details about our soul when we die? Think about that one glimpse that God's given you and me. Think about how valuable that is. You know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. You think God owes you a description of what's going to happen after you die? No. Yes. What, what, what about those glimpses? that we get in the Bible concerning our storms and our sorrows, not just our sin, but our earthly, physical, mental, emotional, financial storms and struggles. You know what we have in that word? The promise. You know what the promise is? It's a glimpse of something that will come to pass that has not yet come to pass. Right. You know what Paul's got? Hold on, I'm show you mystery. He's got four knowledge. He's, excuse me, he's got foresight because God has gifted him in his foreknowledge of things that are going to come to pass. Right. right. Can I say everything I'm hoping in has not yet occurred? Amen. Come on, somebody. Yes. And if you were to say that in this world and have a spiritual understanding, they think we're nuts. Yeah. But I am as convinced of heaven as I am that Chris will sit here in front of me tonight. You better believe yeah. heaven. Why? Y'all give us a Right, sir. Ain't no heaven trip because every now and then a little bit of it falls down. Yeah. Yeah, man. Every now and then I can feel a little bit of what it's like up there. Every now and then the presence of God that's in heaven comes down and is with us. And I know that didn't just happen. That came from somewhere. And that Bible, which I believe to be 100% true, infallible, inspired, without flaw, without blemish, tells me that there's a God who sits on high and to the right hand is his son who died, was buried, and rose again on the third day, which is the gift of the gospel. And the way that I can inherit eternal life is through the gift of grace. It's saving grace and serving grace and sufficient grace. And I know God has given me the gift of grit to be able to tell people about something they cannot lay their eyes or their hands or their, uh, their, their, their taste or their, or their hearing or their physical.
physical strength. They cannot physically reach out and grab it. But God's given me boldness to declare it. It's a gift. And the reason that I've got that gift of grit is because of grace and grace. It's a part of the gospel. And now here we are as Christians tonight. And we're living our life in a glimpse. If you're a Christian and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know your focus is not even in this present world that you see every day. That's right. I don't live for the world that I live in. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I, my day does not revolve around everything that's going on that I can see. Sure. You know what my day consists of? A land that I've never yet been to. But I'm on my way. He's in the glimpse. That's a gift. God, I'm coming here tonight, open the Word of God and preach and try to be a blessing and feed, feed the sheep, feed the flock like God told me to do. Because ever since those few little words come out of that preacher's mouth and I started looking and studying and looking up things, God started speaking to me about it. And on the way home, as I was driving down the road today, I seen faces and I seen families and I seen burdens and I seen struggles and God was putting things in me. My sight was not here on planet Earth today. Right, man. Right. Right. My sight was in that book, which is eternal. Yes. My sight was in heaven, which is an eternal place. I've never been, but I'm going. Yeah. I'm living on the glimpses of glory in heaven today. But then lastly, I want you to see God's gift this gift. The gift of the gospel, the gift of grace, saving grace, efficient grace, serving grace. The gift of grit, the boldness to declare it, stand for right, stand against wrong. He's given us the gift of glimpses to where we have hope in this present world, not of things to come in this world, but in th- but things to come in the world that we're headed to in another world. And then lastly, I want you to see there's a gift of glory. In verse 54, look with me. Verse number 54. Paul's writing says, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption... And this mortal shall have put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying, that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is the sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The death of sting, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. How do we know our labor is not in vain? Because of the glory of God. Not only is heaven referred to as glory, but the glory of God that abides in us and on us on this side uh, that my friend we can see through those glimpses and then after we declare the glimpses because God's given us grit and the only reason we got grit is because of grace and God gave us saving grace and serving grace and sufficient grace but that's all a product of the gospel and then we write this whole thing and bring it all together and we operate in the glory or the presence of God uh, hey ain't you glad to go to a place uh, where the glory of God has been gifted to you and me tonight. I'm glad we ain't just serving a God we don't know is real. Right. And we know he's real. We meet and we abide in his glory. Yes. That's why Paul says there. Why he gives the command in verse 58. My beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And this is what he says. For as much as ye know. You know what I am tonight? Persuaded. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know why I'm persuaded? 
That's all I know. Amen. You want know how I know? The glory. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that you can live in His glory? Amen. It did times I run across people in Walmart. I wasn't looking for the glory. But God opened the door for me to talk to them. You know what came down? Yeah. Oh, Brother Josh, is that something you can muster up? No, sir. Something God bestows. Right. But I said, how do you go from head banging in a bathtub to preaching in the Holy Ghost? Come on, somebody. Yes, the glory of God. Amen. Are y'all with me? Yes, sir. Miss Ray, I've seen you today. You want to see See that car wash. I see my other on the other side back here. She had her dress on. You know what I could see from afar, from Highway 25? You know what I could see? When I looked over there, I seen a woman that was pure. Yeah. Yes. I seen a woman with a good countenance. Yes, right. Yes, sir. I seen a woman just so bad, just vacuuming her car out while her husband sat at work. Yes. She wasn't talking to some other man behind your back. Right. She didn't have an outfit he had in the trunk. She didn't know about it. Man, man. Yeah. Come on, somebody. You're right. Just out there. Wasn't saying nothing. Do you know what I said? I heard the laugh. The glory. Oh, yes. Thank yeah. you, man. That's right. I see it with my own eyes. Yep. You know what I see when my sister in law walks in, sits down, yeah. sings, records, makes stuff on the computer, whatever I need done. Prince labels for me, Prince notes for me, Prince this, runs that, does this, goes there, fixes everything. You know what I see in her life? Yeah. How you gonna how you gonna sign that up with anything else? That's right. You know what I see? The glory of God. Oh yes. Yes, sir. You know what I see when I look at my family? Came home. One of the greatest joys in this side of eternity. When I came home, Emma, well, Emma this time, this her daddy. She's reached for me, smiled, here she was smile. I laid down beside her, and when I went to my arms around her, she threw both her arms around my neck. <laughs> and then Elijah came in there and jumped on top of us. Started kissing on him, telling him how much he loved him. And Mama was there beside him, and everyone was asleep. We wasn't that way first. As I laid in that bed, you know where I just came from? Preaching the Word of God. Yeah. Looking at kids for the first time, they never even realized they were lost, and they admitted they were lost. Yeah. Singing and God moving and watching people's hearts be stirred, they come to all through the hell. Preaching and watching tears run down the face of adults and children watching God reach in into their hearts where I place it. I can't go. And the evidence of the glory of God in my life is everywhere I look. You know what's so precious? I've done nothing to earn it. I've done nothing to obtain it. I've done nothing to possess the glory of God in my life. What's it been, Brother Johnson's been given? I couldn't pay for it. I don't have the time, the talent, the treasures to pay for the glory. 
gift of the gospel the gift of grace the gift of grit the gift of some glimpses into things we really can't even obtain but we know is fixing to come to pass and it gets us through day by day and then lastly the gift of glory where we can stay faithful in the work and abound and be steadfast and unmovable and abound always in the work of the Lord it's something to do. It's, it's, it's something else to be able to do anything for God, but to have His approval and His stamp with the glory on it, whew, I can't hardly explain how that feels. It's the greatest feeling in the whole entire world to know when the glory of God has been poured over me. And guess what? He's been done the same thing for you. He's poured His glory out in your life. We ought to take a Wednesday night and thank Him. Five gifts from God. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here tonight. God, I pray, Lord, now that you would take this and use it for your glory. Encourage your people tonight, Lord. We got some heavy hearts, some hurting homes, some problems, some situations, some doubts, some questions, some lack of faith, some heaviness. Lord, I pray tonight that we'd see these gifts and we'd walk another mile. We'd hold on for another storm, one more storm, one more, uh, Lord, test and trial. Lord, we thank you for your gifts tonight. In Jesus' name, bless the invitation. Amen and amen. These are coming. Won't you come tonight? Won't you come? Oh, bless His name. Bless His name.